Sophia is a seven-year-old girl who loves eating candy. Although her mother discourages her from eating too much candy, Sophia still finds ways to sneak up, sneak some whenever she can. One day, Sophia's mother notices that every time she opens a bag of candy, Sophia comes running to the kitchen. Her mother decides to use this behavior to her advantage. According to Ivan Pavlov's classical conditioning theory, which of the following is most likely the conditioned stimulus in this scenario? A, the smell of candy. B, Sophia's mother. C, the sound of the bag opening. D, the taste of candy. Okay, for those of you guys that are not up here, definitely feel free to put your answers in the chat. Y'all can blow the chat up all y'all want now. Um, <laughs> so, Leandra, I saw you pop off, girl. So, are we taking out uh, A or are we keeping it? What's happening? Throwing it out. Throwing it out. Yep. Throw it out. Mm -hmm. All right. B, Sophia's mother, what are we doing with it? Throw it out. Throw it out. Throw it out. All right. C. Keep it. Keep, Keep it. it. What about the taste of candy? D. Throw it out. Throw it out. Throw it out. All right. All righty. So let's talk about the sound of the bag. Why that would that be the condition stimulus? Because she, when she listens to the sound of the bag, that's when she comes to her mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She goes to the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she, she already knows that, that right, sound. Yeah. So she's been conditioned when she hear a bag open and come to the kitchen. Right. Oh, look at y'all. I think y'all know Ivan Pavlov. All right. So... You are correct. The sound of the bag opening. So according to Ivan Pavlov's classical conditioning theory, a neutral stimulus that becomes associated with an unconditioned response to eventually elicit a conditioned response is called a conditioned stimulus. In this scenario, the sound of the bag opening, which has no natural association with Sophia's response to candy, has become associated with the unconditioned response of wanting candy. After several pairings with candy, which is, of course, the unconditioned stimulus, the sound of the bag opening has now become a conditioned stimulus, right? Mm -hmm. So C would be correct. One of the things I always tell people if they get confused about conditioned and unconditioned means that conditioned means something's been learned. Unconditioned means that two things have not been associated together, which means they're unlearned and they're not been paired yet, right? Okay, so good job on Pavlov. Let's go to the next one. See if I can get y'all this time. Now, <laughs> a 68-year-old male referred by his PCP for a comprehensive assessment of his cognitive functioning. His spouse reports that he has been increasingly forgetful and disoriented over the past year. Unable to remember important appointments or events in their lives, Further assessment reveals that Mr. Johnson has difficulty with judgment, decision-making, and planning, and he struggles to follow complex instructions. He also experiences confusion and disorientation when navigating unfamiliar environments. Mr. Johnson's medical history indicates that he has hypertension, 
diabetes and a history of head injuries from a car accident over 10 years ago. What type of neurocognitive disorder is most likely affecting Mr. Johnson, who's a six-year-old male? Okay. A, major neurocognitive disorder due to Alzheimer's. I forgot to put Alzheimer's here for um, answer A. B, major neurocognitive disorder due to Lewy body disease. C, major neurocognitive disorder due to vascular disease. D, delirium. Okay. So let's start with A, major neurocognitive disorder due to Alzheimer's disease. Do we keep it or do we throw it out? What are we doing with it? I'm going to throw it out. Okay. Anyone else disagree? Oh, we should keep it or keep it thrown out? I'm going to say keep it. All righty. This is going to be good. I'm going to put a question mark next to that one. All right. Major neurocognitive disorder due to Lewy body disease. Keep it. All right. C, major neurocognitive disorder due to vascular disease. Throw it out. Throw it out. Yeah, throw it out. Okay. Delirium. Throw it out. out. Throw it out. All right. Okay. Now we're stuck between A and B. Major neurocognitive disorder due to Alzheimer's, major neurocognitive disorder due to Lewy body disease. Which one are we taking out? A. Yeah. You guys are taking out A? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh my God. Maurice. I'm going to say keep A. Okay. Barbara, what you got for me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot going on. Um, yes, it is. In this, we really, really need to go back and, and break it down a little bit more because um, mm -hmm. Louis body is. Uh, that's a very, um, I want to say technical um, dementia. So we have to be very careful with that one. So I don't think we should throw out A. Okay. Let's throw out B. I don't know. But... <clears throat> but Mm. Let's go back. Can wait, wait, wait. Let's go back. Okay. Wait. So he's. he's got, well, let's go back. Let's go back together. How about that? Let's do that. Yeah. Together. Let's go back. All right. Let's go back together. All right. Because neurocognitive disorder, that section is tricky if you don't remember or can differentiate the classic symptoms. Mm. Well, let's go back. So he's 68 years old. I'm going to remember in, in the vignette, you guys, on the test, you will be able to highlight. So he's referred by his primary care doctor for a comprehensive assessment of his cognitive functioning. So I'm, I'm going to just note that he's been referred by his PCP and he's getting a comprehensive assessment on his cognitive functioning. Cool. 
So now I'm going to highlight the cognitive functioning part. His spouse reports that he's been increasingly forgetful and disoriented over the past year. So now guess what? We got a duration. Unable to remember important appointments or even events in their lives. That's another important symptom. Further assessment reveals that Mr. Johnson has difficulty with judgment, decision-making, and planning. Okay, that's another symptom. He struggles to follow complex instructions. Okay, that's another symptom. He also experiences confusion and disorientation. There's another symptom. When navigating unfamiliar environments. Now, Mr. Johnson's medical history indicates he has hypertension, diabetes, and a history of head injury from a car accident over 10 years ago. So yes, he does have a lot going on, but one of the things you guys have to remember when you're doing process elimination is looking at duration and classic symptoms first. I always tell you guys that. So let's go through them one by one, but I'm not gonna go through them in order right now. So the first one I'm gonna look at is delirium. Delirium is a less likely given option given the duration of his symptoms over a year and they are progressive in nature. So delirium typically is acute onset. It fluctuates in intensity. It's often associated with medical illness, medications, or substance abuse, right? So the patient's symptoms suggest a more chronic and progressive course. So delirium would be out. So let's look at major neurocognitive disorder due to vascular disease. So this option is, of course, with his medical history of hypertension and diabetes, which increased the risk of uh, cerebrovascular disease. Patients usually have a vascular neural disorder, often present with a history of a stroke um, and other cognitive impairments that are associated with, with lesions. They don't report anything that has to do with lesions or the highlighted symptoms that have to do with vascular disease. So because of that, we would take it out. If we remember with him, um, we've got two things in reference to the increased forgetfulness and disoriented over the past year. We also have the, his medical history indicates a head injury from a car accident, hypertension, diabetes not vascular disease. So we could take that out as well. Now, major neural uh, cognitive disorder due to Lewy body disease. This is also a less likely option given the limited information provided here. Patients with Lewy body disease typically present with cognitive decline, a fluctuating attention and alertness, visual hallucinations, and Parkinson-like symptoms, which are not mentioned in this case, okay? So we would take that also out. The answer would be major neurocognitive disorder due to Alzheimer's. So it's the most common form of a neurocognitive disorder in his age group. His highlighted symptoms that kind of reached out to me was the difficulty with memory, judgment, decision-making and planning, as well as he is very disoriented in familiar environments. Alzheimer's disease is a probable cause for this guy. Any questions about that? You guys are all pretty quiet. <laughs> so remember when you're looking at, there is major 
I'm probably going to do this next time I see you guys, but with neurocognitive disorders, there are actually two of them. Anyone know what they are before I point them out? Don't go crying on me now, y'all. This is this is time. Come well, on. What was your question? What are the classifications underneath neurocognitive disorder? There are two of them. Besides major, what's the other one? Mouth. What'd you say? Mouth. Yes. Lorani, you got that? She says what? <laughs> it's mouth. Yes. So there are two. There's major and mild. So there's going to be kind of a differentiation between two. Major means that that person is impaired in two areas of their life or more. Mild means there is one area of their life affected. Okay. <clears throat> got that down? Yep. All right, Lorana, you got that? <laughs> I don't know if she's still in the chat. But um, that's what that means. Oh, she said she got it. All right, so just remember that delirium, of course, is always related to an underlying uh, medical condition. But major and mild, they often will mix those up in the exam. So just be aware of that. If we don't have any questions about that one, we're going to go on to the last one. All right. Julie is a 23-year-old female who presents to the ER department with complaints of suicide ideation and severe depression. She reports she has been feeling hopeless and helpless for the past few weeks, unable to find meaning in her life. Further assessment reveals that Julie has a history of traumatic experiences in her childhood, including physical and emotional abuse by her father. She also reports recent stressors, including job loss and relationship problems. Julie has no current support system, and her only family member is her abusive father, who she does not want to contact. What would the social worker do first? All right. A, develop a comprehensive biopsychosocial assessment to understand Julie's needs. B, explore various evidence-based interventions tailored to Julie's needs and goals. C, conduct a suicide risk assessment to assess safety and risks of harm. D, provide emotional support, empathy, and validation to Julie. Alrighty. Mm -hmm. So, let's start with A. Do we keep A or are we throwing out what we don't want? Throw it out. Throw it out. All right. I'm going to take that out. B. Are we keeping it or do we throw it out? Throw it out. Throw it out. Oh, I'm here to keep it. That's fine. Remember, it's a learning experience. So I'm going to put a question mark next to it. No, you can throw it out. She's coming out with suicide. Okay. So throw it out? Yes. All right. C. Do we keep, keep it, it or keep it. it out? Keep okay. It. D. Do we keep it or throw it out? Throw it out. Throw it, throw it out. out. Okay. Now, tell me why C would be correct or not. First of all, um, she had feeling of hope. You have to, the first thing the social worker has to do is assess for safety. And because she has um, some suicidal um, issues, that's what needs to be addressed first. Right. Yes, ma'am. 
Any additional comments there? Nope. Okay. Well, that is correct. The first thing the social worker would do in this case to assess the safety and risk of harm to the client, given though Julie presents with suicide ideation, severe depression, we have to have a concern for her safety and get her to be stable before any other intervention is done. All right. So that is a wrap for this Monday. Please definitely come back for our next session next week. We will have a visitor coming in to give us some inspiration, y'all. So definitely come back. Other than that, you guys know where to find me during the week um, on all major platforms if you need some support. Other than that, I hope you guys, yes, this was fast. <laughs> Laura just says, hey, this was fast. Yes, girl, I gotta get out of here. I got I have back to back until 10 o'clock tonight of clients, so I can't be in here all day. Um, <laughs> I cannot, but love y'all. I try to give you as much support as I can when I'm here, but sister got to go. All right. Thank you, Sheila. Take care guys. All right. See you next time. This will be uploaded into the chat shortly. Have a good week and have a good night. Bye guys. Thank you.